In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm not here with my co-host. I'm here with a slightly more better-looking guy called Adam, who runs the uh, Six Yard Podcast in the UK. How you going, Adam? <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, it's all good. How, how about yourself? Uh, you're in a hotel room, I see. Yeah, I'm in Hamburg today, so uh, the world tour carries on. And you're in an Arsenal shirt, but we're going to come to that later on. First of all, the reason why you're on the show is I I don't know a lot about other teams' players, to be really brutal. So, um, yeah, I'm just really interested to know about McCoy. Hopefully, when this podcast goes last live he'll either be a Browns or a Ravens or, or someone. So um yeah, it'd be just really good to understand what your your thoughts are, what you like about him, what you dislike, and maybe my listeners will be may he may join Ravens. So um yeah, so uh, tell us some bad stuff about him, then we feel a little bit better that we've lost him or so, yeah, so, do you wanna plug your show and then tell us a little bit about um a little bit about um McCoy? Yeah, so uh, co-host of the Five Yard Rush podcast. It's a fantasy football podcast, but we also deal with uh, NFL uh, news and topics. We get a lot of guests, so two shows a week, one week's guests. Uh, and the other one is more insight from myself and uh, and Stocks, who is our other co-host. So um, yeah, it's growing all the time. Check it out. You'll find it on all uh, podcast stations. Find us uh, on Twitter at Five Yard Rush. And as for McCoy, McCoy is um, it's an interesting guy i mean to be honest if his cap number wasn't 13 million this year there's every chance he probably would have remained in tampa uh, there's a lot of narrative coming out now that he's perhaps not what the coaching staff wanted and they wanted to go in a different direction with a different fit but if the guy was on five six seven million a year i think uh he probably would have stayed or if the buccaneers had more cap so um yeah adam what do you think that fit that tampa are looking for I think Tampa need to get a bit mean. Um, so they they signed Indomitian Sue um, because they wanted someone who was a bit meaner, someone who was going to just show a, a different sense of attitude. McCoy comes across as a very lovely guy, um, brilliant, uh, brilliant on-field and off-field professional. Um, he's more well-known really for his um, off-the-field community aspects. He was Walter Payton Man of the Year last year for the Buccaneers. Um, he's raised a lot, a lot of money, does a lot of good community work. And it's one thing that I think will attract him to Cleveland with that community is uh, he'll be able to fit straight straight in and he'll do a lot of great work for the community, really grow areas. And I think that'll be an area he'll really like about Cleveland. I think that's a big tick over, over Baltimore will be that aspect. I think I may have met him. Yeah. Um, when I was at Breer on Friday, the Browns headquarters, I was listening to the Cleveland Browns uh, official podcast or a radio show and they were saying he was wearing orange now I was in the car park filming with uh, Matthew Dixon who's got cancer and I did see someone really big wearing orange and it wasn't Brown's gear so I think I may have actually bumped into him wow but he's yeah. uh he's he's an incredibly lovely guy uh, very friendly 
Um, he's exactly the kind of guy you want in your locker room. Um, you'd have no issues with character, with professionalism, uh, with work ethic. He, he, he got slammed a little bit for his work ethic um, in 2017 and 2018. And, and it, that's not the case. He, he's, he puts everything in, you know, six straight Pro Bowls from 2012 to 2017. So he, you're getting a, if if he comes to to Cleveland, he is a, a wonderful guy with plenty of experience. the The biggest question mark will be the amount of money he will cost. It will probably be in the region of uh, nine to eleven million dollars a year uh, on a one year deal is probably what he will be getting. And uh, his production is is seeming to drop off in terms of number of sacks. Um, don't expect him to play sixteen games. He'll probably play fourteen. He doesn't get really serious injuries, which is good. Um, but he does seem to get those niggling injuries towards the end of the season and does tend to miss a game or two. Um, but he's never had, other than 2011, he hasn't had a serious injury. So he's always played a minimum of, of 13, 14 games in the last seven or eight seasons, which is which is good. Um, but sack production's kind of dropped off. Uh, tackle production's dropped off. The one thing he's improved in his game is quarterback hits and quarterback pressures. So for someone who's going to make a quick impact, especially in the passing game, that's what McCoy... Uh, will bring and I think he'll work better in Cleveland in a rotation with uh, Ogunjobi and uh, Richardson I think they'll be the guys that uh, if he worked in a rotation with them and you kept him fresh I think you get the best out of him whereas I think if you make him um, available in every play I think he will tire out and probably not produce his best. Yeah this was going to be my uh, question and how would he feel sitting behind Richardson and Ogunjobi because that could be the case. I don't think he would sit behind. I think he, he might not be the designated starter or he okay. might be. I, I would see that as a three-man rotation, I think, to keep bodies fresh. If you're thinking that Cleveland is going to make a run at a division and, and hopefully a run at a playoffs, you need to rotate guys to, to keep them fresh. Um, and I think that's why McCoy is an attractive option. I don't think he's going to come in. I think he'll probably be the designated starter, but I don't think you'll see him play every snap of every game. I think he'll come out of games. I think that's where you'll get the best out of McCoy um, and maybe rotate him with um, Michelle Richardson um, just for something a bit different, especially if the, the way his strengths are in the passing game, blocking up, making plays, making havoc um, around there. So if you're facing a run, a strong run offense team, like say Baltimore, that's the sort of game that you can probably give him reduced workload. Whether you know when you're coming against the Steelers, that's the sort of game you want McCoy in because he'll have more impact um, and, and be able to do a lot more in that sort of game from a not just a stat perspective, but from a professional and uh, output perspective as well. And strengths playing across the D-line, can he play outside, one tech, three tech? Where do you um, see him best playing? I mean, his best position is a, is a three tech. He he does have some mobility outside. He just doesn't have the pace. Um, so it's not a position I'd play play him in. I think you keep him in the three technique um, just to get there and just be a, a disruptor, really. Uh, he'll probably invite double teams and take some of that. Um, but he'll, be, he'll cause disruption and he will uh, cause havoc. So you'll look at his stat lines and maybe not be overly impressed at times. But he will deliver impact and allow other players to to break through and and do the damage. It's it's very similar to Ndamukong His biggest criticism is his stat lines, but when you look at what Sue was able to do for say Aaron Donald last year, there's no way that Aaron Donald wouldn't would have had as many sacks he had if he didn't have Ndamukong Sue next to him eating the double teams. And and McCoy is very similar in that regard. 
Mm. Okay. And um, key question, would you take him back at 10 million a year on a one-year deal, for example? I, de- I definitely would have done. I think um, now with Sue's there, then obviously that's not going to work. But I think from uh, a character perspective, from a uh, personnel perspective, he's, he's well-loved. This guy is going to go in the ring of honour. He will retire a Buccaneer. They've already said that. He will come back. He'll do a one-day contract. He'll retire a Buccaneer. He'll go straight into the ring of honour. If not the year, he retires the year after. He's a Buccaneers legend despite what's happened and how it's sort of ended in divorce in this way. But I don't think there's any long-standing animosity there. But yeah, the, the ideal situation would have been a renegotiation at that nine mil rate. But I think he wanted um, more money. And I think he felt that the, he deserved the contract given to him when he signed it, which it, it didn't transpire. If, if just for argument's sake, the Browns and the Ravens are offering around seven million for one year, do you think you could see the Bucks coming in and... Uh, matching that or he's he's gone no, it's it's done it's completely done now now they've signed sue to 9.25 million i think sue is perhaps a bit better of a fit in terms of what arians wants i don't think he's necessarily the better player and i don't think he is my personal choice um but i think sue brings a bit of nastiness and a bit of a a mean streak um to that team that perhaps was a bit nice um <laughs> I, McCoy, what I really like about McCoy is he was a captain for all those pro ball years. And then in 2018, he lost the, the captain uh, shield. And um, most people would cry about that. Um, most people would put in uh, maybe not as good performances, f- check out. He, he embraced it, um, was sort of a co-captain in the sense of providing advice and leadership. You know, he's the perfect guy for any environment you bring into um, I don't know which way it goes at the moment with Cleveland and, and the Ravens. I know where I would choose if it was me, which would be Cleveland, uh, how exciting it is. But he does have some real connections with uh, with the Ravens, especially members of their coaching staff. So um, Joe Cullen is there on the defensive line, who would be his defensive line coach. And it was a coach that was in Tampa just a couple of years ago, 2014, 2015. Um, they have a very close relationship. And I think that is something that could go in the Ravens favor. Um, But if it came to money, then Cleveland have more of it available and could do a deal. Uh, But the fact he walked away, although it was positive, I think the Ravens, it'd be interesting if, if he leaves the Ravens without a contract, I'd say advantage Cleveland. But the fact he stayed overnight, he could sign a deal there. Um, The Ravens won't sign him if he walks out. That that would be almost sure of. I think he either signs the deal while he's there in Baltimore, or or he's coming to Cleveland. I wouldn't worry about the others in the race. I don't think they're they're going to fill his boots as much as these two. Yeah, I think it's um, it's a bit scary because obviously we want him, but we may lose him to the Ravens, which would be a be a big blow. But yeah, if it was myself and I was doing a commercial deal, then I would explore all avenues. Why wouldn't you? Then just sign one the first contract. So, um, well, that was that was part of the risk. I think there were trade talks um, between Dorsey and and Jason Light, and you know, I, I think this might be the only thing that goes against Cleveland is there was a deal to be done there. The Buccaneers didn't want a lot for McCoy. They really wanted to control where he went. They feared him going to uh, divisional rival, so Carolina in the mix. Um, New Orleans, I don't think are, but I think that was a real worry for them. Um, I think they would have taken a conditional seventh for seventh round pick at, at absolute worst case, a sixth round pick. 
Um, you know, a deal was there to be done. And I think Cleveland don't want to spend 13 million pounds or dollars on, on Gerald McCoy. So I think they want to do a deal, but I think it will be in that nine to 10 range. Um, Baltimore don't have tons of cap. I think when I was looking this morning, it's about 13 million. So I think they won't want to go over 10, 11. So if there's a commercial deal, the Browns will win. It's a question of where is he going to be the most comfortable? He'll want a minimum of nine, 9.25, because that's what Sue got. That's the market right now. So he'll want a minimum of that. It won't be lower. Even for his age? Even for his age. Uh, his guy's made enough money. Someone will pay him. He got offered 11 million, apparently, from uh, a source um, that said that it was a team that wasn't contending. He wants to play for a team that contends. Uh, the Ravens are the champions of the division, but the Browns are the up-and-comers and the challengers. So... I think you'll have the pick of, of the two and who, whoever makes the better sales pitch, I think. All right, excellent. Well, look, thank you very much for the overview. I'm going to ask you a few Browns questions. What do you reckon the Browns win-loss will be uh, this year? I'm going to be controversial here. Go uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to say eight and eight. Okay. You heard it here okay. first. Eight and eight. I'm not a uh, Browns just, fan is saying eight and eight. Let's get him off the show quickly. Um, <laughs> I listen. I really want you to to win the division and make the playoffs. Um, personally, I I would love to see a ten and six, uh, eleven and five season. I just think that there's a little bit too much inexperience. I think it's going to take a year. All right, great. And uh, how do you think um, some of the Browns ex players are in your squad at the moment? Um, Perryman, you excited to see him? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be more than just uh, the occasional stretch player who will, you know, he'll be relevant, but not, he won't be the big plays, the three in that system. But he seems to have impressed again, good professional. Um, he's never really done it. You know, you think he was a first round pick and he's never really lived the heights. I think his best year is 800 yards. I don't think he's getting that this year. But um, yeah, he's, um, he's someone I think who will, will have an okay season. He'll contribute. Uh, probably similar to what he did in Cleveland. And Carl uh, uh, Nasbitt. Ah, uh, yeah, Carl Nasib is a is a fantastic player. Um, when he waved, and it, you know, he was waved last year by the Browns. He came straight in, made an immediate impact, and uh, really got the job on his own. And now JPP's injured. I think Nasib's in for a big year. It's also a contract year for him, so he's got every incentive to go out there and, and earn a big contract because he's he's on very little money. Uh, Less, I think it's about half a million a year. So uh, he contributed, I think, with six sacks, and he got two against the Browns when we uh, played that nail biter in October. So um, I think he is a, again brilliant character guy. Uh, he's got all the skill set. Uh, lacks a little pace, but what he makes up for it in determination. So if he gets that get up right, I think he's in for a good year, probably around eight nine sacks. I think I'm looking forward to seeing him do well. Any other ex Browns players I've missed? I think that I've covered everyone. I think that's everyone. Although you never know. Sometimes oh, there's always Watson's someone that's guard, but he never really played a lot for the Browns. So. Yeah, oh, oh, Watford's in there. Um, again, yeah, I, I think he just contributes a little bit. Uh, he's a squad rotation player. I don't think he's going to have a huge impact this year. Lister of the show, though. Um, ah. He likes Cornish pasties. He even sent me a DM about it. So uh, there we go. And um, <laughs> um, OBJ's car, have you seen it? The Rolls Royce. I have seen the Rolls Royce. Um, it's very Thunderbirds, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to tell us what's your opinion on it. Um, I don't. I don't hate it. Um, I do hope that the respray job, if he does leave in a couple of years, uh, isn't too expensive. 
I'm guessing he wrapped it rather than sprayed it. So, uh, but um, no, it's good. I, I don't mind it. I think um, I think we need to see more of this. Players sometimes are a bit too serious. I think what I like about OBJ is he is like his own TV show. He just comes out and does the most radical things. And if, you, if I don't know why people don't love it, I just think why not? I think I think the term is on the Rolls Royce. You push a button and Gabrielle comes up um, from the grill, but he's got himself coming up the grill oh, yeah. as a. Cleveland Browns player, uh, Color Rush, with 13 on it. So it pops up and goes up and down a, bit, a little toy I, picture of him. I just don't know how, like, there's not even, like, that much merchandise you can buy with that. And he's managed to get that. Well, so there's money can buy anything. I think it's, yeah, it's great. I, th- I think he should do that as his entrance to uh, on the field for home games. He should drive with the players. Like, he should get Baker in the back seat. Um, get everyone all bundled in and just drive in with it. I think that'd be incredible. <laughs> all right, mate. And the last question I've got to ask is, you're sitting there in an Arsenal uh, jersey top. What's your prediction for the scores tonight? So it's a big game. Uh, Europa League final for the, your American listeners who don't know what that is. It's a, like the second tier of European football. So it's not as big as the Champions League. But for Arsenal, it's a bit more important because entry will get them into the Champions League, whether it's Chelsea are already in the Champions League next season. So, a bit of extra incentive. Um, both these teams are not on form. <laughs> <laughs> um, but And both each other's uh, weaknesses is the other strengths. Uh, Arsenal can't defend, but Chelsea can't score that many goals. And Arsenal got plenty of uh, goal scorers, but can't defend. So, uh, it's going to be interesting. I think, um, I think it goes to extra time. And I think it will be decided in extra time. But I have absolutely no idea which way it goes. But I do think it will be like 2-2 and it will go to extra time and someone will nick a goal from something. I think it's going to go 4-3 Chelsea. <laughs> I just don't see scoring four goals. No matter how bad our defence is, Nick's <laughs> calamitous. Um, I mean, I fancy scoring a couple against us at times. But uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a crap location um, in Azerbaijan I would have loved to have been there if it was somewhere a bit better in Central Europe I probably would have made uh, an effort to get there but uh, Azerbaijan is not an uh, especially where they don't have the transport links as well you know I think each team's bringing 3,000 fans which is just ridiculous for a 70,000 seat stadium so it's gonna be full of neutrals and locals so there's gonna be no atmosphere yeah but tune in it'll be a great game as always, it's a pleasure for having you on the show. Thank you very much for all your hard work with my uh, um, UK NFL uh, meetup in April. That was amazing. And mate, just remind me: um, did I lose a bet last year, or do, am I um, am I clear with the bet? No, no, no you won. So I, won. I need I need to come on your show and wear one of your Browns jerseys. Oh, excellent! So what we need to. Again? I remember. It was the the Premier League, uh, the Fantasy Premier League. You won that in the end. I, uh, I I threw it away and then gifted you the title by beating your nearest rival. <laughs> Not only yeah, did we'll I lose the best, I had you. We'll have to do that. Get you on the show. Get Jack on as well. And uh, all three of us in Browns uh, shirts. Definitely. If we can do that pre-season, uh, July would work better for me. August, I'm going to be off the map. All right, August. Well, congratulations on your new baby on the way. And thanks, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, anytime, uh, anytime you want me, just uh, give me a shout. Uh, enjoy coming on and uh, good luck for the season. Okay, just plug us your um, details again. Yeah, so you can find us uh, at 5 Yard Rush 
uh, on Twitter and yep, just get engaged with us in the show. Uh, always happy to take questions. We're doing listener leagues at the moment. So, uh, Paul, we need to get you on. Uh, join one of our fantasy listener leagues. Uh, we're doing different leagues. So if you've never played fantasy football before and want to, uh, or you can't find a good league to join, join one of ours. We've got uh, four, maybe five running at least uh, that we're going to be doing. Plenty of different formats. So get in touch with us, listen to the show. Let us know what you think. And tell us that you found us from this show as well. And uh, we'll give you a special mention. Oh, excellent. So you looking for more Cleveland Browns fans to join your fantasy leagues, yeah? Absolutely. Okay, great. They're some of the best fans in the country, so why wouldn't we want them? Oh, mate, you're just buttering up my listeners. Anyway, thanks a lot, Adam. Uh, catch, catch up with you soon, and uh, I'll speak to you later on. Take care. All the best, mate. Go Browns, go Chelsea. Unlucky Arsenal. <laughs> we'll see you.